0: It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports, with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns Craig Way, Say goodnight to this one. and Horns twenty four seven insider Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports
1: talk in Austin, the Horn. Was already to say I have no answer for you on one of the burning questions, no doubt, that Longhorn basketball fans will have for the weekend. But as of 2 20, I actually now have an answer for you. <laughs> it's not one you don't like, but it is an answer. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049-1019-AM1260. By the way, all three are up and running and fixed and all that kind of stuff. I know we had all those issues with the uh, uh, ice storms and the uh, winter weather event. Also knocked out 105.3. The bat for a few days. All are back up and running. All are in good shape. So for the purposes of this here radio program... It's uh 1049-1019-AN1260. We're live local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. I do thank you for joining us. Jeff Howe will not be in today. We wish him the best because we've all been there. Sick kid. So um hopefully um uh Charlotte will be feeling better. Uh Jeff had a long night last night with her, so uh hopefully uh things <clears throat> will be better uh for young Charlotte and uh He'll be back in on Monday. Um, I say we've all been there, those of us who had kids. That does not include our esteemed producer, who uh, does not have kids because he doesn't have a wife. He sits on the uh, – or doesn't have a baby mama or either of that or an adopted kid or anything. I, I am right on that, Cameron That's all part, correct. Am I right? It's all thank correct. Thank God. Yeah, I checked all those boxes there. Okay. Okay, now you say thank God, right? Yeah. You're young, so I understand. You're 25, right? Yes, sir. I was actually 25 when I got married. Yeah, I was actually the yeah I got it was twenty five, and we had our first kid uh, four years later. After that, so uh, first of four, so you got that to look forward to down the road. I would imagine somewhere down the road. Not that you sound like you're in any, you know, drop dead hurry to get out to get into that category.
2: No, all, all, most of my friends are actually either married or expecting, and so I kind of I get you know, I, I get to see it. I get to see all the issues they okay. have and all the other the fun. <laughs> The time. Is- so that's the enough for issues. me to be able to be on the outside and get to experience all, all all of marriage and expecting and being a kid. But
1: I like that all the issues they have. There are issues, uh, but there's great joy too. Uh, you know, there's that old phrase about it changes your life. It does. But that that phrase I've discovered over the years, and it, and it was the same way for me when I first started, uh, was that. It, it kind of sounds foreboding and ominous and scary and all those things. Oh, well, it changes your life. It's going to change your life. Well, it does. But it changes it in a way that's, uh, you know, at least it was for me anyway, and I know for a lot of folks, uh, wonderful and great and all that about uh, becoming a parent. And, uh, and so it was It was good. It was It was good. Now, would I at my age want to go back and, and be a parent all over again at my age? No. At my earlier age? Absolutely. Uh, but. I yeah I understand and I see the things that people go through including my own daughter uh my oldest daughter who has four of her own now and she was the second of my four kids so we you know joked about that and I I remember a lot of those uh issues that uh, that we went through uh in raising that Laurie and I did in raising our four but uh and Haley's going through that with uh, her four. her four are all pretty sandwiched, pretty close together I mean it's I think the ages are uh seven, uh, four about to be five, two about to be three and one about to be two or something like that. So, uh, I get that. So it's, it, it's something else. So anyway, um, I'm glad, uh, glad to have you with us on the program this morning. And, um, excuse me just a second. I had to uh, plug in a device to make sure my laptop did not die on me. As I was working on it uh, quite a while this morning without the uh, without having it plugged in, so my battery was getting low. I wanted to make sure I was doing that. Specs text line is open at 337-3776, 512-337-3776. Um, somebody on the uh, Specs text line said, it sent a meme, imagine how entertaining life would be with four times as many Florida head- man headlines. Uh, we do have a Florida man story that'll come up in inconceivable, but also I'm excited about this because Cameron Parker let it slip yesterday that he has an item for inconceivable. This will be a first if I remember correctly. First time you will have contributed with an
2: inconceivable.
1: At least at least on the programs that I've been on.
2: I did one with Jeff. And okay. That's it.
1: Okay. All right. So so we've got that uh coming up. So we'll um uh, and I've got some other ones obviously as well. So we'll uh we'll look forward to that. Um and uh, what we have coming up here in a little bit, we're going to let you hear part of uh, Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry from last night at Plucker's, the West Campus location. We had a, we had a lot of fun last night. The assistant coaches were out, so we got a chance to visit with all the assistant coaches except Chris Ogden. He wasn't there, but you know, Aggie would be the first today. Heck, we've interviewed him lots of times. So <laughs> sorry, but we we had a lot of fun talking with Steve McLean, who was a special assistant to the coach. He is now an assistant coach. They, they adjusted some roles, obviously, in uh, the uh, aftermath of uh, Chris Beard's dismissal and and uh, Rodney Terry being going from acting head coach to interim head coach and uh, Chris Ogden from uh, being chief of staff back onto the staff and the special assistant, Steve McClain, uh, is, uh, is now assistant coach, but th- th- the, that particular coaching staff, not only are they a lot of fun to visit with, Bob Donawal Jr. Uh, and Brandon Chappelle, and, they were, and those guys were all out there last night. We had a good time at Pluckers talking with them. Not only that, the, that coaching staff has a combined 45 years of being a head coach either at the collegiate, professional, or international level. And that even includes Brandon Chappelle, who has not been a head coach. But Steve McLean with his time at uh, Wyoming and Illinois-Chicago, Bob Donawald, who coached overseas. We had a lot of fun trying to pronounce all the names of the Chinese and uh, Russian teams that he coached. And uh, I was, I guess you might say, somewhat pleased to learn that my uh, – Pronunciation of the Chinese cities was actually good, as opposed to the Russian cities, which was not good. Uh, but we we had a good conversation last night with all three of those guys. But we're gonna we're gonna hear from Rodney Terry coming up, talking about coming off the loss uh, to uh, Texas Tech and getting ready for the matchup with Oklahoma tomorrow afternoon at Moody Center. And uh, there's a lot to get into with regard to that because there's some special incentives, obviously, uh, for the students. They want the students uh, out there early. I think it's uh, the the first 1,000 of them are going to get food, I believe. I mean, you know. The Hub Chub? Is it the Hub Chub again? I don't know, but you know, I, I started to say, Cam, all you have to do is just mention free food to college students. And it's like, you know, it's almost like it doesn't even really matter, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, what were you
2: saying? Hub chub? Yeah. remember last year, uh, Marcus Carr, I believe called it, it's the honey butter biscuit at Whataburger. He called it a hub chub. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about it. the, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the honey butter biscuit, uh, chicken biscuit. Yeah.
2: Honey yeah. butter chicken
1: biscuit. Yeah. Honey butter chicken biscuit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you're right. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the, uh, the hub chub reference there. Uh, the, the. Doors for the students are going to open at 11:30 tomorrow morning. And oh, here you go. Here's the answer to your question here, Cam, at the student gate, at the student gate. This is for the students who want to get there starting at 10:30, <laughs> raising canes.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Pretty strong. Uh canes is is a pretty popular choice on campus. So yeah. that'll make a lot of kids happy.
1: Cuz they th- that that canes that's on MLK isn't it pretty close, physically, geographically, to where the old Mister Gaddis was? Where you had that? he had the big buffet. It was it was it was right around that. Somebody can help me out on that if I'm wrong. You're probably young enough. You don't even remember when.
2: No, I don't. I don't remember the Gaddis being down it there. It was a great buffet too at Gaddis.
1: I used to go there before doing. Uh, Mac Brown show sometime do at Longhorn Weekly with Mac we're doing on campus. I would run by Mister Mister Gaddy's. They had an awesome buffet over there. So you used to hit that on M L K. It's either where the Chick fil A is or where the Canes was. It's right in that area.
2: Okay. Right, right right, in that area is where it was. There was a Domino's across the street from Raising Canes where every week I get a notification from UT Security saying someone's trying to rob it. So that's <laughs> I stayed away from that Domino's <laughs> in the corner there. Was
1: somebody really trying? or yeah, was it just multiple times. So throughout. it wasn't like somebody just pulling a fire alarm. It was really no, happening? Yeah,
2: that Domino's was a hot spot apparently for, for getting robbed. I, I, I would think if you were going to do... Uh,
1: somebody said, "Yeah, it's where it's where Gaddy's was." Thank you. I, I thought that's where it was. It was right in that physical area, is is where that uh, Gaddy's was with the with the uh, the buffet. And of course, the students loved it because it was a buffet, and they took what is it, Bevo Bucks? I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they were they were in the they were into that as well. Um, so somebody said, "I'm so glad I quit working at that Canes on campus." I, I imagine those that is um you know a hop in place all of that area along that along the drag was. and did i see maybe i just imagine this that the mcdonalds on the corner there with the drag and mok isn't there anymore it was the it was there pretty recently not that long ago i remember but i can i thought i rode rolled past and saw that there was something again, anyway, somebody will uh, somebody will burn orange jetty says i miss that gaddy so much i know i know it was fun it was it was it was good. So anyway, uh, uh, anyway. Uh, speaking of basketballs, who we um, uh Bizarro Dale Dudley says any chance that Texas would hire Chris Beard back since his case was dismissed? Uh, I'd say the answer was no. They already moved on with what they were d- going to do with the statement that came from the general counsel on back with the dismissal. Uh, and uh, and uh, Ronnie Terry is the uh, uh, interim. Head coach now, and we'll see how it goes the rest of the year. I I would imagine if this team if if uh, this team does well, if, 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 if uh, uh, Coach Terry is retained, then I imagine you'll see that entire staff retained, and, and it'll do all that as well. Somebody else says they miss Gaddy's and Players. Oh, Players was great with the burger. It was good. It, it was definitely good. So, anyway. Uh, Burn Orange Eddy lets you know, yeah, that McDonald's is gone, and that was a hopping – place along there. It really was. I don't remember the
2: McDonald's being out there.
1: Right on the corner of, of uh, on the same side of the road as that Domino's would be. Uh, but on the corner of the drag and MLK. Hmm. Just right there. Uh, so anyway, that's that's not there anymore. But uh, again, the items for tomorrow, somebody said they think Domino's is where McDonald's was. I thought it was a little further down, but it's right in that area. Um, the uh, So again, for students... Uh, The gates open at 11.30, but if you get in line there early enough, they're going to start shelling out and shoveling out the raisin canes to you as early as 10.30 in the morning. National Anthem will be Longhorn Pep Band. Uh, There's also uh, they have the uh, Whataburger Canned Food Drive on the Dell Plaza. Those who bring uh, a canned food item can get a free Whataburger coupon. And maybe the best part of it all, halftime, Red Panda. Yes, <laughs> we got Red Panda coming back. So that's all. Where were? Where was I this year? Where Red Panda was? there, there was a game on the road. The Longhorns had. Uh might have been. It might have been the Oklahoma game up there on New Year's Eve. Now that I think about it, it was uh, because Kansas State. I'm pretty sure was the hooping chihuahua that we had here uh, at. At Moody Center and the little Chihuahua dog and and drops in and uh, uh, there was another place where I was Iowa State that had uh, Simon Says dude you know the Simon Says guy that's, mm-hmm. that gets all yeah. those guys out there so a lot you know they make all these rounds and and perform at a lot of these uh, the, the same venues around the Big Twelve Conference so uh, so there so there you are um, somebody said the the Canes location was a Wendy's before. Uh, so there's there's that as well. Uh, someone else said, I miss Gaddy, So I used to watch basketball at the old Irwin Center and walk down with my two nephews to go eat pizza and run across uh, the players. Special memory back when P.J. Tucker and T.J. Ford were playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, somebody said, well, Red Panda be at the women's game on Sunday. I don't know. I've not seen the, uh, as they say in the business, quote-unquote, run of show um, for the women's game, only uh, for the men's game is – is I've seen that. Uh, uh good to hear from MJ from Hearn, the town that killed Walmart twice, he says, uh in the ATX <laughs> listing, so always good to do that. Uh I'm told Mr. Gaddys is where the Chick-fil-A was, Taco Cabana is where the is was where the Canes is. Mm. Okay. So so there's that. Um yeah.
2: I thought the Taco Cabana is where Pete Terry's is at now.
1: Yeah. I like I said it's all really close together. A lot a lot of that that sort of stuff. I, I was not talking about McDonald's that was in Dobie. Somebody else has. I'm talking about the one that was on the corner of MLK in the drag. It was right there. It was just just beyond the corner going down MLK on your right if you're headed out toward Lamar. That's, that's where he's talking about that. And and somebody said, it's been gone from MLK a couple of years. That That's what I thought. And, and I don't normally go down that stretch of – MLK that often I, I if I do like for example even last night I was, if if I was coming down Lamar and turn left on MLK it would be to go uh, to uh, it would be uh, to go to Pluckers and so then I'm going to turn on Rio Grande before I get that far down the road so that's why I said I, I couldn't remember I knew it was gone but I couldn't be uh, sure on on that so anyway. Um, for somebody asking about the question about Chris Bear, how would you like to be fired from your job without due process? I think UT jumped the gun on the beer deal. We'll have to write him a sizable check. Well, there's a couple of things in play with regard to that. One, the way the contract uh, was written, it talked about even uh, to be arrested. Uh, was was going to be one thing that was in the contract, and then the other deal. Uh, the University of Texas has sovereign immunity, so you have to get approval from the state legislature even to be yep. able to sue
2: the university. So that, that's that's a key part, Craig. When, when people saying, "Well, watch out, UT is going to get sued now," I don't think people realize the University of Texas system has ties with the state legislative system, and they wouldn't have gone forward and let Chris Beard go if they did not think this would come back and bite him in the butt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I do think this, whatever happens there, um, and that doesn't even concern me or most of us, I would think, uh, whatever happens there, I, I think what will happen is, I think you will see Chris Beard coaching next year, somewhere on the collegiate landscape. Liberty. I think, uh, I think you'll see. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you know, um, if 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 you look over the landscape of some college basketball programs that might be struggling mightily and might have been struggling for a while, where there was the possibility uh, of a coaching change being made, then maybe just keep that in mind. I, I mean, and I don't know any more than anybody else, but I would just say that I, I just have a have a gut feeling, and it might be. That way. Um, somebody else said, correct. Taco Cabana is now P. Terry's. So you were right about that, Cam. And somebody else said, I miss Varsity's Pizza North Campus. Because
2: the P. Terry's, Craig, that was, they. it wasn't originally a P. Terry's after Taco Cabana shut down. It was the P. Terry's Breakfast Taco. Wait,
1: Taco Ranch. Taco Ranch, called? I believe yeah.
2: it was called. And that did not do well at all. So uh. P. Terry's decided to just shut it down and just build a P. Terry's there. Yeah. Which what they should have done in the first place because <laughs> everyone loves P. Terry's. And the closest one was. North Lamar, like 15 minutes away from campus. Oh, yeah. Now that place is popping.
1: Yeah, it was guaranteed to be a hit, you know. Uh, so, anyway, there's there's the deal. And somebody had said that where that McDonald's was is now a hotel right there on on uh, MLK. On MLK. Okay. Yeah. it's it, it would be on what would be the west westbound side, headed toward Lamar, mm-hmm. and uh, on the right
2: there. Because on, on the other side of the drag closest right, right across the street from uh the moody building is that new like kind of like chick hotel type spot that they just built it's like four or five stories they, they tore down a restaurant
1: yeah. and they also built a
2: little hotel there at that boutique hotel Yeah, board. boutique hotel that's what it's called yep yeah. yep you got those boutique and so there it is
1: uh <clears throat> so anyway uh there's that uh, uh purple buffalo's daddy uh, jeff's not here to engage with him but Jeff would probably agree with him. he misses players players great fries, great burgers that's the that's the only place where I've actually eaten a garden burger, a veggie burger. It's the only time I, and it was it was good really yeah, it was good I had that was the only place where I've ever eaten one of those.
2: i've had the the frozen ones from Trader Joe's oh yeah, Not any bad. good okay I mean if I'm going to eat a burger, I'm just gonna eat a regular burger. Yeah.
1: Uh Lance Jason had Taco Ranch about three years ago in Sunset Valley. He thought it was underwhelming. Yeah. Uh somebody else is missing big bites. Yeah. Captain Caveman was. And somebody else said, How about G and M Steakhouse over there on Lamar? That was right across from where uh we used to work at the old radio station when we were at uh seven oh five uh north Lamar.
2: Did you ever have Don on the drag, Craig?
1: Mm, Japanese Don. No, I didn't. I did not.
2: That was that was probably my favorite spot to eat at on campus, and it's yeah. gone. Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Uh, somebody asking, did uh, did Chris Beard have a past of violence for UT to put that clause in the contract? No, but the clause wasn't about violence; it was just about being arrested. Uh, so that's that's what that was all about there. And Bizarro Dale says, I bet he'll have a much smaller house. Well, it depends on where he goes and how much he's. Uh, we've all seen that the house was on the market for four point nine million. So if that if gets sold and he's in a different place, who knows on that? I don't know. That would be pure speculation. Um, someone else asked, and I think you uh, answered the question, Cam. They said, is that Taco Cabana on MLK still there? No, that's gone.
2: Yeah, that was the Taco Ranch, which is now the Pete Terry's. I used to walk over there for a taco break.
1: When I was pulling all nighter study sessions when cramming for a big test in ninety eight ninety nine is pretty busy even at four AM. We've all been there. We've all been down that road. For me, it was the IHOP in Denton on the uh on because you know, back when I was in school in the eighties, there weren't many twenty four hour places open, especially in in a smaller community like Denton, which is a college town of fifty thousand where more than half were college students there, and it's even the the skew I think has gone beyond that. Although Denton itself has grown uh, enormously as well, but uh, IHOP, yeah, for the late night studying thing. So, uh, Burn Orange Jetty just uh, confirming uh, what I was about to say anyway. The clause is in all of UT's coaches' contracts. So. Um, Magic walk and pizza classics my campus go-to in the mid 2000s okay uh and uh and uh, somebody asked oh uh Bevalence Jason he said I meant to ask about Big Daddy's at one of the Pluckers wing folks at that same shopping center as the Pluckers at Research I missed that place I didn't I never got to go there I never got to go there uh, <clears throat> I mentioned that the first uh burger uh first uh, veggie burger garden burger and the only one to this date that I've had was it players? And somebody said, That's funny. Growing up as a vegetarian, I had my first beef burger at players as a freshman. <laughs> they could they will uh, do all of that as well. Uh camps would be that Don has a food truck behind the co-op.
2: Is it still open? Because I've gone back there a few times and, and haven't seen it, but I know food trucks are kind of hit and miss that you know they don't have regular hours. Yeah. So yeah. The line when I was a senior, that's when they moved to the food truck. And if you'd go there at lunch, because it's the food truck is right behind the co-op the line would be wrapped around all the way back to the front of uh, the drag. Yeah. So it's like, mm, I'm not going to wait in line for three hours.
1: Wow. Uh, another vote for Big Bites. Somebody said, my go-to at 2 a.m., Big Bites under the Castilian. Uh, right right there, at I guess, at 24th and, and the drag. I guess it's, you know, right right there. So somebody else said, it's a shame <laughs> they closed down Big Bites. Uh, Longhorn Bear, kind of going after my heart, says, I, I miss Threadgills. Yeah, Threadgills was great. In fact uh, – uh you know and the the pandemic pretty much killed off a lot to do with it as well as especially on the drag yes uh and and uh the, you know the the uh the pandemic uh hurt the one there was also real estate issues and property tax issues and things like that at the uh <clears throat> one down at uh, Barton Springs and Riverside down there uh with the Threadgills. but yeah always enjoyed that and as APD number one says, the milkshake of the players was to die for. Yeah, really, really like that as well. Um, and uh, Texadelphia was another one. So a lot of folks are weighing in on places that they miss that are no longer there, like the 39-cent burgers on Riverside way back in the day in the 80s as well. So anyway um, – <clears throat> Uh, Somebody said, wasn't G&M on the Dragner good old Wooten, the people behind the counter, giving the new customers grief? You had that one. I I was talking about the one that was over on uh, Lamar right by the radio station. I mean, it was right across the street uh, from the radio station there. All right, coming up, we have the uh, first of our Longhorn Notebooks. And uh, we'll hear from Rodney Terry. I sound a little like Rodney this morning. I'm a little froggy-throated. It'll clear up sometimes a coffee will do that when I have what, my one cup of coffee at this time of year because I don't want to drink more than one cup of coffee a day um, because caffeine constricts the vocal cords. When you have lots of games to do, like a baseball game in Arlington tonight and then basketball game tomorrow and a basketball game Sunday, you want to make sure and keep your vocal cords uh, uh, you know, clear and, and uh, unclouded, so to speak. So uh, we have our uh, – and, and Rodney, because he is so – vocal in practice and so exhorting and all that stuff. Usually by the time he gets to Pluckers on Thursday night, it sounds a little like he's been, you know, drinking ground glass. Uh but but he's usually back by Saturday he's ready to go again. It's just those Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practices can kind of uh you know take can take their toll a little. So we're gonna hear from uh, from Coach Terry coming up here on our Longhorn Weekly. And uh and then also uh we have Inconceivable We'll hear Cam's offering, and we do have a Florida man story. Uh, 11 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to visit with Gene Watson, Vice President, Assistant General Manager of the Kansas City Royals, get a little early spring training uh, review from him. And Gene also got to know Tim McCarver very well, and he passed away yesterday at the age of 81, so we wanted to get some uh, feedback from him on that as well. So we've got all of that. We have a Flex 30 update coming. It's another night of playoff basketball for girls and boys. And uh, we'll have another Longhorn Notebook next hour as well. So all that and more coming away here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, sixty. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
0: Light the Tower.
1: This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way with you. Jeff Howe out today. He'll be back on Monday. Cam Parker, producer alongside. Coming up in the uh, 11 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Gene Watson in the front office of the Kansas City Royals. He's out at spring training in Surprise, Arizona. So we'll visit with him to talk uh, about uh, the offseason season doings, the advent of what's going to happen with pitch clock and baseball and all that other kind of stuff. Just around the corner so. And permanent rule about the uh, runner at second base to start extra innings in the regular season, not postseason. So um, uh, we'll uh, visit with him about all of that. Uh, right now, however, it is time for our first Longhorn Notebook of the day. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Or just a regular Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, uh, your Longhorn lender, the home loan expert, and check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com to find out more about it. Well, last night at Longhorn Weekly, like I mentioned uh, with uh, Rodney Terry out at uh, Pluckers, the West Campus location uh, here in Austin, we were discussing uh, a lot of different elements with the assistant coaches. But uh, early in the program when Rodney and I were talking about this team and what they're going through and what understanding the grind of what this Big 12 Conference Race is all about, there's five games remaining, three at home, two are on the road, you have Oklahoma tomorrow, Iowa State on Tuesday, then on the road for back-to-back road games in Waco at Baylor a week from tomorrow, and then a week from Wednesday in Fort Worth at TCU before returning for the final home game against Kansas. So there's some high-profile games on there, maybe even a little more higher-profile than this uh, Oklahoma game. And we'll get to that. I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you some clarification on uh, the television plan for that because I know it's got a lot of Longhorn fans concerned. So we'll get to that in a moment. But all of that was uh, on the table when we are talking about getting ready for this grind as we visited last night with Longhorn's interim head coach, Rodney Terry. I was just looking at the television monitors, Rodney, and they were monitors doing a, an interview with Keontae Georgia-Baylor. Baylor has Kansas this week. In a little over a week, you go to Baylor. Kansas comes here. This cycle just continues. This, this, this weekly grind coming off the win over West Virginia and the hard luck uh, loss in Lubbock to Texas Tech. I mean, it's just night in, night out.
0: It does, Craig. i tell you again, we're playing the best basketball league in the country. And uh, I know we're excited about it as coaches. I know our guys are excited about it as players to play in the best league.
1: Do they uh, – do you get a vibe from them, not, not necessarily the individual team that they're going to play this week, but just the, the understanding of how tough this league is and they know next opponent up, who is it this week? Oh, okay, it's West Virginia or it's Texas Tech or it's Baylor or whoever, understanding what, the, what they're dealing with and what they're having to encounter all the time.
0: Well, I think this group's done a great job this year just really staying the course, you know, not getting too high, not getting too low, and, and just really just trying to attack what's in front of them right now. 40 minutes in front of them right now. We've got Oklahoma team that's coming off a big win against Kansas State. They played a lot of competitive games all year long. We were in a dogfight within the first game. So we know uh, we're going to have a highly competitive game come Saturday. So we focus just on the 40 minutes in front of us.
1: And sometimes that might be a little bit more difficult for, say, younger guys as opposed to veterans. You have a lot of veterans on your team. But have you noticed during the course of the season maybe a little bit of a growing up process even amongst your freshmen and your younger guys on the team?
0: You know what? Our older guys have done a great job, and just kind of just spending time with our our younger guys and bringing them along, whether it be in practice and games, getting them to understand, you know, the preparation, how important your preparation is to your game, knowing your opponent, you know, in terms of we do a lot of uh, individual work in terms of uh, knowing the personnel of the team that we're playing. We're going to guard a lot of their actions, and then it's going to get down to one-on-one defense. I think they've done a great job in helping our young guys understand how important that that cheat sheet knowing your opponent inside out, how important that
1: is. By the time, uh, and we've talked about this quite a bit, by the time you get to this point in the season, you've played everybody at least one time, so you're going back around uh, the second time around. It's a little different with Oklahoma. It is that, that when, for folks who didn't know, the last time this team played Oklahoma, it was 2022. It was New Year's Eve is when you played them in the afternoon. So it's been a little while since you played them, but they come off a big win over Kansas State. What's your impressions of the Sooners?
0: Well, again, they're a team that's just like us over the course of uh, Big 12 play. I think we've improved in a number of different areas. I think they have likewise. Uh, their point guard play with their young freshman point guard you know, who's on, he's really improved a great deal uh, over the course of Big 12 play. He's really good, you know and uh, you know, not that he wasn't earlier in the year, but he's just matured and gained some experience throughout the course of conference play and he's made their team better.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, we've talked certainly at length not only uh, about his play, but uh, and talking about uh, uh, Uzan, but also talking about Grant Sherfield, and, and then, of course, guys like Tanner Groves who can shoot it from the parking lot.
0: Well, Shurfield's one of the top scorers in the league. I think he's top three, top four in the league in terms of scoring the basketball. Uh, the first time we played those guys, he had 16 points in the first half, and I think he finished with, you know, maybe tw- uh, low 20s and everything. But, you know, the lead scorer, he's a guy that they need to score the ball at a high level. You know, then you got the Grove brothers, both of those guys, you know, bring a different element to the game as well, you know, both guys can really shoot the basketball. And then you talk about Hill. Hill's a really good player too and he gets a lot of things done. So they, they'll put a talented group out there that can get a lot of things done at a high level.
1: Do You uh, you you just mentioned and I believe it having seen it with my own eyes on the road, how your guys are really good about zeroing in on the one 40 minute project at a time and only dealing with that one and not going beyond that sort of thing. Is, is it to the point there where it's just the reinforcement for you and for your staff about uh, making sure that they do that and then the older guys are bringing the younger guys along that they don't get too caught up and hey there's Baylor down the road there's Kansas down the road there's so-and-so down the road who, who are the team's closest to where we are in the case of Baylor and Kansas tied with your team for first place in the league
0: well I think I get I guess again we're at a point right now in the season where we understand how important every game is every possession in the game is right now and you know I think I got focus right now is on one game at a time and I don't think there's one guy on our roster that will look down, you know, the path and look at other teams. I mean, we know we got a really good Oklahoma team coming in that's well coached and uh, they're coming in. It's a rival game and uh, it's going to be a big game for us.
1: I always ask you about the bounce back thing coming off of the disappointment of the loss in Lubbock because it, it, it was a game where they got the big league, You made a big push, came all the way back to tie it, and they made some shots down the stretch and, and, and a few more plays down the stretch. But uh, how the bounce-back thing works for your guys, once they got back home, got a day off, and then got back to work?
0: Well, I think, again, you know, we talk about it all year long. You're going to have lessons in wins. You're going to have lessons in losses. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, we, we were having lessons in a loss uh, coming off of this ball game. But I think the thing that, I, that, that our guys came away from this game uh, with Texas Tech was that you've got to win the game within the game. I mean, we call it the 50-50 game. You know, there were about nine opportunities where, where, the, where the ball could have bounced either way, and you got to make a break to get that basket. They came up with the ball. I think there were nine of those. We got one. You know, you have to win the game within the game. You know, we played well. We've been able to take charges in the game to do the dirty work. We had no charges in that game. So, you know, you walk away from that. Now, guys walk away from that with the perspective and understanding. We have to do the grit work. We have to do the dirty work to win games. And we didn't do that in that ball game, even though we worked our way all the way back and put ourselves in position to, to, to win that ball game. Um, you still collectively over the game, you got to be able to do that for a little bit to put pressure on that opponent.
1: Yeah, got to be ready for that tomorrow, and uh, we'll have it for you on the horn. Uh, 12.30 airtime, 1 o'clock tip-off as uh, Texas will take Oklahoma. Now, this is the thing that I was referring to at the very top of the program when I said uh, I, I was all prepared to come in and say I did not have an answer for you on this uh, somewhat... Unanswerable question, and um, and then I got an answer on it. So I did. Uh, I, I did get uh, some clarification on uh, a situation that'll be in play tomorrow, and I know it probably is not going to make uh, folks happy. For example, our friend Jimmy says. Why his question on the spec stack slime? Why in the hell is our game not televised uh, tonight? Can y'all call someone now? If you're talking about, th- there's two different things if we're talking about baseball versus basketball. So let me um, let me see if I can uh, make sure that I can uh, explain this properly. First of all, baseball, very easy answer. The uh, none of the major networks. Who are in the televising sports, be it the ESPN family networks, you know ESPN, ESPN Plus. I mean ESPN, uh, U, ESPN Two, uh, and and then their streaming platform, ESPN Plus. None of those uh, are were going to televise uh, the start of the college baseball season. Uh, they have basketball games and other commitments that they're doing. Uh, there's NBA games as well. So, Bally uh, Sports Southwest is tied up with its pro sports packages for Mavericks, Spurs, Stars, depending on where you are. So, they weren't going to be in on it as well. So, that's where, for want of a better term, I call it the third-tier streaming groups. Uh, like Flow Sports... Come in, and they've been televising college baseball for some time now, for a few years now. Uh, both the Shriners for Children uh, Hospital, Shriners Hospital for Children College Baseball Classic in Houston at uh, Minute Maid Park, and uh, the three years of the existence of this event, uh, which has gone by a couple of different names, but it's known as the College Baseball Showdown now uh, at Globe Life Field in Arlington. So their business, and they do this a lot with uh, other collegiate sports and a lot of high school sports uh, in different states, is to televise that and uh, and then they charge a fee. So it's just like with the ESPN Plus thing, except ESPN Plus, of course, you can have a membership to that, a subscription, if you will, and then you're getting all those events on that, unless it's like a pay-per-view um uh, you know, uh, uh, an MMA fight, you know, something like that. Um, but with regard to just regular watching college basketball or college baseball events, that sort of thing, uh, that's what the ESPN Plus subscription will cover. Flow Sports does it, uh, and and I imagine, uh, and, and you might know this, Cam. Does Flow also offer like? an all-encompassing subscription, or is it simply per game on its platforms?
2: I believe they do the same thing, kind of like uh, the NFHS network, right, where you do like an annual type annual fee. Annual
1: fee? Okay. All right, so you can do it that way or, or per game. Uh, you can subscribe to it as well, that sort of thing. And so that's why they have uh, this college baseball showdown of the games going on this weekend. And it might be, I haven't looked at it, uh, it might be one package price for the entire weekend. It might be per game. Might be per day. Uh, you know, because there's three games per day—Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we can dig up some of that. But it is a subscription-based format.
2: Thirty that, bucks per month.
1: Okay, so you can get it for thirty a month, uh, and then and then I'm I'm sure you can get it per event, uh, depending on whether the event is
2: a. And if you do a yearly type subscription, they yep. still bill you every month, Craig, but it's about 1250 a month. Now, I think I understand it. It's by a sport. Okay. From what I'm looking at on their website, currently. wow.
1: So you could pay 1250 and let's just say that you're paying uh what would it be? $200 a month, I mean, a year for an annual subscription, but that would only be for like college baseball or only be for whatever. Um uh, so anyway, it's a subscription based server. you can get all the details, obviously through the Flow Sports for that. Now, ESPN Plus, as I mentioned, is a different is a different thing. That's an annual, uh, I, I guess, uh, subscription or a monthly subscription. However, you're doing that, yeah, it's, monthly. Yeah, you can do it through the Disney Plus, the Disney, uh, uh, Disney uh, and Hulu. The, Makes yeah.
2: more sense if you just combine it because it's cheaper. That's
1: what my my son does. You can you can do it through all of that, or you can do it per event. And this may be where tomorrow's basketball game comes in. Now, I have to tell you, I was as surprised as anyone uh, to learn that tomorrow's game between Texas and Oklahoma is not on ESPN. It's not on ESPN U. It's not on ESPN Plus. I mean, it's not on ESPN 2. And it's not on ESPN News. It is a pay uh, tier just like if you were to go to Kansas State or Iowa State, where it's called Big Twelve Now slash ESPN Plus, so you have to pay for that. And so then folks would say, whoa, 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 that's what we have Longhorn Network for. Why is why is this, uh, you know, showing up on a pay tier? That doesn't make sense. We have Longhorn Network. Uh, Texas fans could say we have Longhorn Network as our third tier that we pay to, uh, pay to through our cable provider or satellite provider. Why are we uh, being asked to pay for this for a basketball game that's at home on the road? And we've been banging the gavel on this thing and letting you know, obviously, with third tier televising rights, Texas has no right to that when they're on the road. It belongs to, uh, you know, to the individual school on that. However, through an agreement with the Big 12 conference, and like I said, I learned this within the last hour, Through an agreement with the Big 12 Conference and ESPN, which is its number one television partner, when it comes to basketball, a third-tier institutional network, in this case Longhorn Network, gets its choice in conference play of three games. They pick out three. The rest are left to the ESPN family to decide which games they want to do. So... Uh, Longhorn Network selected its games, its, its three games in Big 12 conference play that they wanted to televise, all right? And those three games were the Kansas State home game, the loss there, the Oklahoma State home game, and Tuesday night's game against Iowa State. Those were the three that they were allowed to select go or they were allowed to select from any of those other than they knew the Kansas game was definitely going to be ESPN and the big Monday game with Baylor was going to be ESPN they knew that for a fact uh, but but the other home games they could choose from on that they could choose 3 then ESPN would say all right we'll make a decision at some point whether it's ESPN or ESPN2 or in the case of tomorrow none of the above And for those of you who go, why would it be none of the above? Tomorrow's schedule on the Big 12 Conference is as follows. Texas Tech and West Virginia are playing on ESPNU at 11 o'clock in the morning. Iowa State and Kansas State, big game. That's on ESPN at 1 o'clock, same time as the Texas game. Oklahoma State at TCU, also 1 o'clock. That's a Big 12 now, ESPN plus game. And then Baylor and Kansas is 3 o'clock, huge game on ESPN. So anything beyond the three that were already selected by Longhorn Network, anything beyond that, then reverts to ESPN, their family. And if they choose not to televise it on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU, if they choose not to televise it, then it reverts to Big 12 Now ESPN+. I told you you wouldn't like the answer, but that's the answer. It's the television agreement. It's not UT's call. It's the television agreement between the big 12 conference and ESPN that's that's how it works and then they leave it the longhorn network to pick three games well they pick three games uh and so and so uh there it is and now you're going to have uh big 12 now ESPN plus and that's why it is a pay-per-view tomorrow in that if, if you don't already have the subscription, you're you're paying if you're just wanting to watch the one game. Of course, we'll have the broadcast for you, 1230 airtime and a 1 o'clock tip. Hopefully that explains it all, if unsatisfactorily to your liking, but that's the reasoning behind it. Up next, we'll have Inconceivable when we continue to light the tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
3: Bucky and I've been watching watching too many of those National Geographic deals with 30 below, you know, where, where they're out there with all kinds of animals and things like that in Alaska and Wyoming. No, the deer thing is done. I'm I'm way too old to fight that deer now. My younger days, 20 years ago when we first started eating, I'd go ahead and take that deer on. But now, that deer would throw me right out of this fourth floor window. I mean, kick me I right. I got the deer. You got the deer, yeah. But I, I'm thinking I'm more now. I, I, I had, had the
1: deer back then, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Weekdays from 6 till 10 on The Horn
3: spa kalahari treat yourself to a world away experience luxurious massages skin hair and nail care with many unique products and a wide range of services including the halo therapy salt room you'll discover the true meaning of relaxation when you slip into spa kalahari at kalahari resorts and conventions locals receive free valet parking and a 10 percent discount on services call today for the monthly specials or to reserve your next soul rejuvenation 512-651-1015 Craig
1: Waite, you've heard me talking about Divided Sky Roofing and Solar and how we all know they do great roofs. But they're also certified electrical contractors and can install a backup battery or a generator. No one wants to be without power for a few hours or even days like so many Austinites have experienced recently. Divided Sky can help you be prepared for any short or long-term power outage by installing a backup battery or a Generac generator. Backup batteries come with a 30% federal tax credit. Give them a call at 512-995-ROOF, TEC license number 37397.
2: Cold weather and you've done everything right. And you've still got a frozen pipe. Or a burst one. Yeah! Not to worry, call Hambone. Hi, it's Rita from my friends at Hambone
1: Plumbing. When you need an expert behind that wrench, you need Hambone Plumbing. Job number one when Texans are hit with cold weather and sketchy pipes is to have Hambone at the ready. Your pipe's health and cold weather is their top priority. Yeah! pipes 512-388-7030 com. license number m12470
2: Having trouble finding a dealer with used vehicles? Not at Round
1: Rock Honda, Round Rock Toyota, Round Rock Hyundai, and Round Rock Genesis. Our used vehicle selection is second to none. Your current vehicle could be worth much more than you think. We're giving top dollar for your used vehicle. Stop searching and get a great used car deal. Round Rock Auto Group with fine dealerships like Round Rock Genesis. Exit 254, I-35, and roundrockgenesis.com.
2: Hi, I'm Josh I'm Stephanie And I'm Greg We're the same Austin family that started A-Plus Air Conditioning and Home Solutions over 45 years ago
3: A-Plus helped start the Austin Energy Programs When you call A-Plus for a new system, you get my dad Greg Or my brother
2: Josh Call A-Plus Air Conditioning at 512-450-1980 for fast service and affordable prices on new Lennox systems Protect your family and get a heating safety checkup today You can't do better than A-Plus
3: License B 5235C
2: Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations.
1: We've been providing custom electronic systems for Central Texas for more than 34 years. And-
0: Bruh, they all know who you are and what your company does. This is Camilla McKay, and I want to stop the old man from babbling on and on about big screens, crisp audio, and swag automation, so I'm here to let you know that he cares, but it's more important to have some fun. In fact, he's that dad that actually wants adults to act like kids and kids to take it to the extreme. He believes in big fun and big ideas. He can make dreams come true so why not dream big i've been up in boston but i know he was asking the horn listeners to help make everyone feel the spirit of the holidays why should we stop keep spreading the good feelings throw a party hang out with your friends catch a concert and as always hug your kids we only pretend to be annoyed watch some games with your friends and make love to whoever the hell you want
2: can i talk now
0: Mm, sure
2: you can still call
0: us if you'd like to get some cool electronics but more importantly have some fun and a awesome good time
3: Hey, it's Bucky. With my messed up back, getting the right support has always been super difficult. Nothing gave me the comfort my bag needed, and that's why I love Relax the Back. Check out their President's Day event. Save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets, $400 off select sit-to-stand desk, and save $500 on select zero-gravity recliners at Relax the Back. In BKs at the Hill Country Galleria, across from Whole Foods, and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the Container Store. Live pain-free at Relax the Back. Treat yourself to a weekend of golf at Horseshoe Bay Resort's three new
1: renovated golf courses. Play the Fame Slick, Apple, and Ramrod Golf Courses, all designed by legendary Robert Trent Jones Sr. Horseshoe Bay Resort is the ultimate golf and recreational getaway. Enjoy scenic hill country terrain, panoramic vistas of Lake LBJ, and the finest golf in North America right in our backyard at Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play all three on the Robert Trent Jones Unlimited Golf Package. On sale now at hsbresort.com. That's hsbresort.com. <laughs>
0: Business Services Studios. You're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 VK, KTAEAM, Elgin, K270CO, Round Rock. Like the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
2: Inconceivable!
0: Inconceivable! 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 You keep using the
1: word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Got a good uh, variety of things for you here. Starting off with the fact that we. Await the contribution to Inconceivable from Cameron Parker.
2: A lot of pressure. Wow. With great eagerness. So let's hear this. What do you got for us today? I'm starting off? Yes. Oh, You're going to be right. the leadoff man. Go ahead. So uh, we know Jeff and especially Chad Hastings, of course, of Chad and Zay are Big uh, big MAA, WWE. Yeah, old... Are you into
1: that at all, correct? Not really.
2: I mean, I, I've been a... a, a
1: I've been over, I've watched some before. Uh, I don't have anything against it, just not as into it, into the mixed martial arts and all of that. So, no.
2: Have you ever watched the the division of it called um, Power Slap? No. Tell me about this. Okay. So, Power Slap, part of the MAA, is when two competitors stand face to face. Okay. And you get slapped in the face. You just slap each other? Is slap each other.
1: Kind of reminds me of like when I was in middle school when you stand there and have the, what was called the slap fight and you have your hands yep. behind your back and slap the other guy's hands, except you're slapping each other's faces.
2: Yep. And the point is to try and knock, knock them the out. Other out with slaps. With Open slaps. hand. Open hand. So now recently there's been a, a big development. So this is a pretty used sport, right? So they haven't gotten into any, you know, uh, substance or issues with people getting suspended for drugs and stuff like that until. Last week, Craig. Yeah. Power Slap competitor John Kennedy now holds the dubious honor of becoming the first person suspended by the Nevada Athletic Commission after returning a positive drug test following a competition. Now, what do you think it is, Craig?
1: Well, I mean, if it's if if it's and this is a Power Slap guy, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It's got to be something to make his reflexes quicker, right? Yeah. Kennedy was officially suspended for nine months by the commission after testing positive for cocaine. Uh, okay. Alright. Wow. As a result, Kennedy will not be allowed to compete again until at least August 30th. That's a bummer. His nickname, yeah. he's a 2-2 two two record. You know what his nickname is? No. Slap Daddy. Sure it is.
1: So you're telling me the guy was high on cocaine when he was in a, was in a match? How did he do in that one
2: match? Did it say? How he did on that? He uh, suffered a Total knockout loss to John
3: Davis.
2: (laughs) So, Stay off drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah, cocaine did not help (laughs) Mr. Slap Daddy, and now he's suspended. I like that. Okay. All right.
1: So there it is. Good contribution. Okay. A couple of things. I was looking up something when I asked uh, Gene Watson to join us this morning, and he'll be coming up in a few minutes. Gene's in Arizona. Now, I'm usually pretty good on my time zones, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, during standard time, not saving time, during standard time, that Arizona's on mountain time, one hour behind us. Mm-hmm. And they're two hours behind us during daylight saving time because then they're on Pacific time because they don't observe it. So when we jump ahead, they stay the same. Okay. And then when we fall back, we're back to being one hour ahead of them. Well, just to be... <laughs> On the safe side, I looked it up, and I find out I found out more than just that. First of all, that was the reasoning; uh, that is it. I also did not know that time in all states is regulated by the U.S. Department of Transportation, as it relates to uh, uh, state, uh, as well as by state and tribal law. Now, in Arizona, that takes on added dimension because of Native American uh populations there so here's what i mean by that Uh, arizona of course does not observe daylight saving time with the exception of the navajo nation which does observe daylight saving time but the hopi indian reservation which is not part of the navajo nation but is geographically surrounded by it also does not observe DST, Daylight Saving Time. So what that means is if you're driving across the state of Arizona on Route 264 east from Tuba City while Daylight Saving Time is in place, you will go through six time zone changes in less than 100 miles. Oh, my Lord. Think about that. Now, I'd love to see the clock like resetting itself over and over again in the car if it did that. But that that was something that came across. He's, he's in regular what would be Mountain Time, so he'll join us in a few minutes on that. Okay. Um, th- There was a mysterious boom in South Texas, apparently, uh, yesterday. And uh, it was a-, a blast. Apparently, it was down in Hidalgo County. Uh, and it was pretty close to Mission. And they finally figured it out what it was. Meteorite strike. Ah. So authorities believe a meteorite right hearing a ground-rattling blast in the lower Rio Grande Valley near the city of Mission. This was Wednesday afternoon this happened. They believe the meteorite struck around 5.30 in the afternoon, which caused a large explosion or a boom within the city. Two pilots flying near Houston reported seeing an apparent meteorite. And while meteorite strikes are not unusual, they're reassuring folks down there that uh, this is not the deal where the U.S. military is shooting things out of the sky mm. about that they're, they're not that's not the reason have and, you
2: seen the twitter videos about that about what the meteorite i've not so there was a few people and i allegedly no confirmation if it was florida or in california but there was a video of the meteorite from the sky and the caption was this is live in mission texas okay but from the 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 video there was palm trees everywhere don't think there's any palm trees. Oh, yeah, there Michigan. are. Okay, they oh, are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Rio Grande Valley. Okay. There's palm trees everywhere down there. Because the, the, the construction or the infrastructure looked like it was Florida. And people were saying this is not Texas. No, way it is. If you go down to the Rio Grande Valley, there's palm trees everywhere. There's the, Down there
1: in the valley, they grow. And, in fact, we were staying when I went down for the basketball game uh, there uh, back in November, right before Thanksgiving, when Texas played down there. Uh, the team stayed in McAllen, which is right by Mission palm trees all along. Oh wow. I2 down through there US 83 is that through correct? that. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, there's palm the more trees you know, down there. Craig. The more you know. Uh okay, the more you know about Florida. Here we go. Got a couple of things. First of all, this is not going to surprise anybody. We've heard these kinds of stories in other states, so it's not exclusive just to Florida. However, we've heard about people taking advantage of the system when when we had, you know, the pandemic. And, uh, you know, that Paycheck Protection Program, the, PP, um, the PPP a Brett Program Farvesque. Funds. Yeah, well, a Jacksonville man pleaded guilty to wire fraud and illegal monetary transactions. This was a guy, Kenneth Stephen Sanders, 57 years of age. Uh, he applied for the PPP use to pay money for employees or expenses approved for PPP use. Yeah, that's not what he used it for. Landers paid off mortgages for his home and a business property. Then he purchased an 18-carat gold Rolex watch and bought a vintage Jaguar XKE Roadster. In addition to those items, he also wrote checks to himself, used the money to pay off personal debt, transfer funds to personal accounts, and withdrew $113,000 cash. He uh, and Now that he's pleaded guilty, he also agreed to forfeit $910,000 plus two pieces of real estate purchase or funded when the money came from the PPP loans. So he faces up to 30 years in prison after requesting $1.4 million in PPP loans for four businesses he controlled. But again, that's just not limited to Florida, but that's an example of that. And finally, one other Florida... Now this is your classic Florida man at work. Florida man arrested for allegedly hitting a patrol car, a police car, after doing donuts in an intersection. Uh, Jared Gordon Heffler was driving recklessly uh, on Hollywood Boulevard in West Melbourne, Florida, where he drove over a raised median, which caused his car to slide. Police officer nearby noticed Heffler driving at a high rate of speed, and then he started doing donuts in an intersection. He appeared to pull over when the... Officer conducted the traffic stop, but then he put his car in reverse. He hit the control uh, patrol car and took off again with another donut. He eventually lost control of the car and he crashed, disabled the vehicle, taken into custody, charged with aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer, aggregate aggravated fleeing with property damage, reckless driving, reckless driving with property damage, and leaving the scene of a crash with property damage. He was taken to the Brevard County Jail, held with no bond. That, my friends, is Florida Man at Work. Right don't there. think he'll be in the new Fast and Furious movie, Craig. Maybe he was, you know, hoping that he could you audition know, for it. Audition at some point. Working it out there. I don't know. But uh, he'll have some time to think about that as well. All right. Coming up, we'll visit with Gene Watson uh, from the Kansas City Royals organization. Talks and baseball offseason and spring training coming next here with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.